This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, but more importantly, I am one-fourths part of the incredible Saxy Ladies. So yes, it's a Saxy Ladies week. The Saxy Ladies are, well, me, of course, and Carla and Meg and Tiff, who are all playing the saxophone right now. I wish you could see them, but I don't want anyone to see me right now, but... (laughs) But hello, hello, my sexy ladies who I have not seen in a long time. Hello. Hello, Erin. We should all pick what letter of sexy we are. <laughs> <laughs> what, what letter? <laughs> yeah, there's four of us and four letters in sexy. Oh, I'm so Okay, dumb. that's a whole other, like... <laughs> hour of podcasting so let's not do that (laughs) guess who's been having to put up with me the most often let's see (laughs) carla (laughs) she immediately is like no we're not doing this we have lives (laughs) shut it down okay well we are gonna start like we always start and i want to know one thing i I do also want to say Carla has been gone for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And Carla was my unofficial co-host for a while. And then she decided, I don't like you anymore. And she went (laughs) goodbye. And then now she's like, oh, I think I like you again. And so now she's back. (laughs) I I have forgiven you for some atrocity that you committed that I dare not mention. But I have put it away in my heart and I will not tell you what it is. So you can guess about it because i'm a toxic person Uh, i i think it's because uh i will figure it out by the end of this episode so (laughs) so carla though my amazing co-host who finally decided to forgive me for that thing i did that i don't even know about what are you into right now other than being back on my amazing wonderful beautiful podcast well, obviously, but I'm going to spare you all of the, you know, bashing your brains against like whatever, trying to figure this, this whole drama out. <laughs> what I was so mad at you about, Aaron, the thing that had me so incensed is that you picked so many topics that I was not interested in talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it comes down to. Like none of the, the topics were my kind of thing. So, so Tiff and I also have not been here for weeks, but. <laughs> 
none of them were good enough for Carl. <laughs> no, none of them were up to snuff. Oh, Gen X films, please. <laughs> <laughs> they were just not my Gen X films. But anyway, what I am into, and I've been like bursting at the seams to talk to you about like so many things that I've been into this last month and a half. There are so many things that I've gotten into, but I'm going to keep it down to one. And I'm going to say that, I, I, just kidding. Okay. I really wanted to talk to you about beef and that I discovered beef before the whole kerfuffle with all of the people involved that what I will not get into because Jesus Christ. And uh, I also rewatched Hot Fuzz, which re-sparked my love for those movies and um, Days of Tammy Faye and Equalizer 2, which happens to have Pedro Pascal in it. I did not know until I was like watching it. I'm like, is that Pedro? It is Pedro. Is that um, daddy? <laughs> Jose Pedro Balmaceda Pascal. Yes, he was in that movie. But the thing that I will be talking about is Pieces of Her, a series on Netflix with Tony Collette. That is, it's a it's a thriller and it's like a mystery because you don't know everything that this woman is going through. Um, you find out pretty much right away that uh, she is in the Witness Protection Program, and all of this comes to light because. Um, her daughter was about to be shot in a cafe by this rando. And so she saved her daughter, but got herself a national news, which garnered attention that she did not want from the person from whom she is hiding. And then stuff starts to happen and things get out of control. And there's like, you know, the, the mother daughter, like, who the hell is even my mother? What is even my life? You know, like I've lost all of this time in my life. Um, hiding in fear from this person. Where do we go from here? And then there are secrets that are revealed. And it is great. And Toni Collette is, of course, fantastic because she just generally is. I, I really enjoyed it. I really got into it, despite the fact that it took me a longer time than I would have to to stream it all because my son kept being awake. And it's not really a kid-friendly kind of thing. And I guess I like spending time with him and not so much with Tony Collette if I had the choice. But if you get a chance to check it out, do. It's great. Um, I, I have a feeling that they're angling for a season two. I hope that they don't do it. But it's it's the the conclusion, I think, was really good. I'm pretty sure it's already been canceled like a while ago. But I could be totally wrong about that. Because I, oh, I remember I recommended possible. this show like almost a year ago. I remember, yeah. So I think around that time they'd already said they weren't, but I could be totally wrong. I I don't think that you are because Tony Collette has done other projects since. So there we go. And like I said, you know, like I like the ending as it was. I don't think that it needed a second season. Although I I did see where they set it up to to continue, but I I just don't think that every single thing that is ever made needs a continuation. And I certainly don't think that this did. Yeah. I- I agree. And I know Meg hasn't been on in a long time either. Meg was supposed to be on last week for Clerks, but she decided to ditch us. You know, whatever. We weren't good enough for her. Uh, <laughs> That's what it was. I, you're right. I would much rather be carting children around to birthday parties instead of talking about one of my favorite movies. I know. That probably has not held up. <laughs> what well, was my first time watching it since the 90s? <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Or maybe. 
No, I still really like it. So, um, but Meg, what are you into right now? Other than being back? Other than being back. Um, first off, I'm very excited that Carla still is speaking to me after we recorded our bridesmaids episode last night where I was <laughs> just brutal. <laughs> Well, I, I did, in fairness, pick a movie that you actually hate. So, yeah, I had um, it coming. <laughs> um, So I recently got Apple TV. Like, I finally broke down and got it. I finally started giving money to the Apple people, which I've been putting off forever. Um, And I kind of regret it because their sign on pro- uh, process is awful. And I hate it. And especially if you don't have an iPhone, it's a nightmare. And it's the worst thing ever. But unfortunately, they have really, really good content. So there's the flip side. So I've actually finally, finally caught up. Uh, or haven't caught up. But I've been watching Ted Lasso. And I can't help how happy this show makes me. Um, I Do I care about European football leagues? Not all that much. No. It, but more now, like I've actually found like I'm like, oh, look, I've actually been watching football matches, which is weird. But no, it's just I mean, if you don't know what Ted Lasso is, I don't know where you've been. He's it's been the show has been all over the place. And it's just a wonderful show. I'm really, really mad at a character right now and I won't get into it. But I'm just I'm full of rage and I'm not caught up, which is always really, really fun to avoid spoilers. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I'm like not into but has like become my background show that because i just i can only watch the office so many times before it gets like sad <laughs> like before my kids are even like mom it's time to move on <laughs> uh, and that's modern family that's just been on in the background i've never seen this show before I've, I've mostly only ever seen gifts of it i'm in i'm coming on the end of season two right now and i'm like oh this is a pretty cute show it's not nearly as obnoxious as i as i kind of thought it would be from the previews so but that's it that and also avoiding being on your show (laughs) wow (laughs) well i was gonna say you're lucky you're still on here after the bridesmaids comment because that that movie makes me cry every single time i watch it i was literally about to disappear from discord from the chat like seriously when she said that i was about to just poof be gone but what if i told you i rewatched it and my opinion changed completely i know it Did didn't it? by what you've just but said it didn't. you just said it <laughs> <laughs> if anything i hate it more <laughs> anyway for people out there that have taste go back and listen to or watch our episode carla and i talked about bridesmaids but no we i gave it its proper due yes we we <laughs> loved it we had like a brunch live stream talking about it so no, I understand. There are some movies that everybody loves that I'm like, uh, and there's a certain show we're going to be covering in a couple weeks that I know two of my panelists right now are huge fans of it, and the other one's going to be on, and I haven't laughed once, and I'm on season two. <laughs> People are going to hate me, but I... <laughs> Is this Scrubs Lander? I am sad about that, I'm too. prepping like, people I in agree, advance. because Scrub is, Scrubs is great. I'm so sad about that, Erin. I think you need to take this out of your lineup. So that we don't, like, fly over there and, like, gang up on you for your terrible, terrible um, take on one of, like, a classic American shows. I'm not going to lie, because I'm so, the world revolves around me. I was looking at the schedule and I was like, oh, my God, is it Our Flag Means Death? Does she hate Our Flag Means Death? And then you said season two and I'm like, okay, 
<sighs> I haven't started our flag means death because <laughs> I have to get through two billion episodes of one show. I know I'm watching it. I'm like, well, my panelists are <laughs> going to be in for a treat, but <laughs> I just wanted to prepare you in advance. It's better than everybody showing up there and going and then getting the shock while you're <laughs> Carl's going to leave. That's fine. <laughs> So, that was a really short comeback for your unofficial co-host. <laughs> so, Tiff, I know you probably want to leave, too. But before you leave, <laughs> and I'm glad to have you back, too. It's been yeah. f- about four four weeks since you've been yes. on. So, Tiff, what are you into right now? Well, I made the grave error, and I believe I told you this in the chat, of watching Smile at 1230 in the a.m. <laughs> on a Saturday, on a Saturday into Sunday morning. I literally have no idea why I did this. House was pitch black, downstairs by myself. I don't know why I did this. I literally don't. And I'm not one of those people that's like completely freaked out by horror. Like I like a lot of horror films, um, especially like the psychological stuff. But this is... <laughs> This was a lot, y'all. This was a lot. That the, the whole the way they had those the actors like actually smiling. Uh, uh, I just mm, mm, it was it was a lot. It was just a lot, and you never knew where she was in the film. Like you never knew what was real and what was not real. I was like, okay, am I crazy? Am I going insane? Am I? <laughs> did the thing come and get me? Like, wh- what is happening here? It's really good. It's really good. Like, seriously, it's really good. But it's really scary. <laughs> it was scary. It was scary. I was scared. I was like a turtle. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> watch it. <laughs> I- what i'm actually gonna i'm gonna sign off and actually start watching it right now because this sounds right up my alley it, this is so 100 it's so one, happy sounding everyone's 100%. happy i mean yes yes everybody's smiling <laughs> there's nothing disconcerting about that at all <laughs> whatsoever there's even a cat named mustache in it <laughs> oh yeah is that's he right. smiling too uh, well, <laughs> for a while. <laughs> oh <my> gosh. <laughs> yeah, but serves me right. Joke's on me <laughs> for watching it at 1230 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, never again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, you know, it's funny because that is like a movie that it scared a lot of people, but for I love the movie, but for some reason it didn't scare me, scare me. I just, I loved, I thought it was such a good take on generational trauma. That's what I liked so much about it. That ending, yeah, when you find out, I guess, well, should I spoil? No, it's from last year. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay, but the what you find out, the trauma she has with her mother and how she handled that as a kid. Oh my gosh, it was just heartbreaking. Yeah. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And then you see the difference between how her sister deals with it and how she deals with it. 
and you know there's it's like almost polar opposite on how they have you know how their lives have split it's like a fork in the road the sister went one way and she went the other way it it was a lot though yeah i know i was scared like, I was really scared. The smile is creepy. That smile is the smile is horrifying. Hell, man! I was trying horrifying. to, and you know, you know, the main woman in there—that's um, Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick's daughter. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, good for her. Yeah, that she did an excellent job. Well, they do like uh, her and uh, Kevin Bacon do those car advertisements. I don't know if you see; they're actually really hilarious. Yes. I love Kevin Bacon. They're so. cute, they're really yeah. cute together. They are. Yeah, she looks a lot different though because she's um, she's not terrified, running for her life. Yeah, well, that. But she's also. <laughs> I mean, she's blonde in the commercials, though, right? She's kind of blonde. Yeah, she, yeah, with longish hair. Blonde. Yeah, she's like she's a brunette, like deep brown hair in the movie. So I think that's why I was a little thrown off by that. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it either until like I saw Kevin Bacon or Kira Sedgwick or someone posting something about her. And I went, why does she look so familiar? Oh, because she's in Smile. And then, yeah, that's how. I mean, even though the last name is Bacon, I would have never, I didn't put two and two together. So uh, we'll be talking about a Kevin Bacon movie Later this year, actually, um, Stir of Echoes. So I know Tiff's on that one. So yay! It, you know if she if she'll come back after the episode coming up in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I I decided I'm just not going to listen to that episode, even even though you're going to be on it. <laughs> Wait a minute, am I? Yes, you're on it. <laughs> <laughs> she said the two of the people here. We're oh, going to be on it. Dang and it. Then, and they would be upset with her. Okay, y'all. And Isha. I, I, I was at work all day. I, come on now. I, I told you. I, for one, I, for one, am going to start hydrating now so that I can cry a lot during that episode recording. I will. I honestly will probably just say very little. I'll probably just say very little to spare my panelists the pain because I know how painful that is. So I'm going to spare them. I already prepared Ishelle. I already, <laughs> I spoke with Ishelle the other day. So I've already prepared her as well because I, I know how hard that is, but it's a risk you take if you're going to be watching a show you've never seen. So, you know, that's the way I was with how I met your mother last year. <laughs> so. Okay, but that show sucked yeah, but that's at the very end. A bad show. That, that, that was know. that was a, a a good take on your part. Yeah, that's like I mean that's like somebody saying the Big Bang Theory sucks because it does because it, it does. does. Yes, yes, I it agree does. with that. I like loved how I met your mother while it was out, and this could have very well been an office level of me just playing it over and over and over again. It hasn't aged nearly as well. Um, but the finale, I watched it. Never watched but another episode. Never rewatched yeah. another episode. Ever. I just completely was like, well, every what's the point? It's all awful. And I never watched it again. Like, not once. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the worst. <laughs> so that's what we're into. <laughs> I think everybody's out there, like my panelists right now, they're just, I can see Tiff and Carla are crossing their names off that episode. <laughs> 
suddenly I have a commitment coming up that entire weekend. <laughs> I, I'm like, I really hope I love our flag means death or I am going to be like. <laughs> no, or you're going to have to remove it from your schedule you're altogether. You're going to have to fake it is what you're going to have to do. <laughs> if you don't love it, you have to fake it. Oh. I'm sorry. I will take no slander. Because <laughs> you're already pushing it with scrubs. That's like if you had said you don't like The Last of Us. Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Exactly. exactly. Do you see their faces? You see Aaron faces? don't want no scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason. <laughs> she's just channeling her. In- she's just channeling her, her DLC. <laughs> exactly. See, um, but what I'm into, well, scrubs. <laughs> And I don't know, you know, how well or not so well this show is going to end up being in the long run. But there's a new limited series on HBO Max, or it's, it even said Max original. So, you know, that whole crap, but (laughs) I'm called Love and Death. And it's another take on the Candy Montgomery story where if you don't know who Candy Montgomery was, if you don't want me to spoil it, I won't spoil what she did. but. It's a wild story. And there was already a show on Hulu last year called Candy, which was really good. There actually was a movie in the 90s about this. So this this has been told over and over again. I guess my understanding actually is this one was supposed to come out before the Candy one, but then the Candy one got rushed into production or something. That's my understanding. Could be wrong. But this one um, has um, Elizabeth Olsen as Candy Montgomery. and. uh, Jesse Plemons as Alan Gore, who is the person that Candy has an affair with. Patrick Fugit at, as Pat Montgomery. Lily Rabe as Betty Gore, who is the husband of the person that Candy has an affair with. And spoilers, Candy kills her with an axe brutally. This is a true story. And if you want to know what happened to Candy, you, it will blow your flipping mind. Because she never said she didn't do it. <laughs> so, she did say there was, she did it in defense. But, um, but yeah, so it just, it still blows my mind. If you look and see where she is today, it will, uh, it will make you, it kind of infuriates me to be honest, but <laughs> just where she, what she's doing now. But anyway, um, but that's on HBO Max. You can stream the first three episodes. I've only watched the first two uh, I think it's really good so far. I actually think, and I thought uh, Jessica Beale did a, Beals did a really good job as Candy, but I think Elizabeth Olsen does something very clever with this role, where she, um, she imbues in Candy like this danger that's already under there, under the surface, and like this seductress thing, um, and cunning and playful. It's really interesting performance. Like you watch her and you're like, what is wrong with this person? But it's a really, really good performance, I think. Um, and so I do recommend it for true crime fans out there. So I don't know if Meg's going to watch it. Did you watch Candy, Meg? Um, I haven't because I I like, it's weird. like I don't usually like dramatization so much as oh. like the docuseries kind of vibe with interviews and stuff like that there was one i watched about the the docu it wasn't a docu series it was the same dramatization about the 
girl who convinced her boyfriend to oh, commit yeah. suicide. Um, the girl from Plainville, I think, yeah. is what it was. Um, but I have not gotten around to Candy because I'll watch the preview of it and I'll be like, mm, I don't really know if I'm kind of in the mood for that. And I'm also wondering how you can kill someone with an axe in a non-horrific way. <laughs> in a non-brutal way. You can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen I've seen like I've I've seen like the ID stuff about her, but I haven't seen the dramatization yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. I don't know. I think there it it's an interest a very weird story. It's a very weird story, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But I'll be curious to see. It's going to be a seven-parter, so I'll be curious to see what I feel about it after I after I watch the rest of it. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, well now, Carla, other than me, what is one thing in pop culture or fandom that has you upset? Or maybe there's something that has you excited, like me. (laughs) Well, Erin, I am sorry to report that it has nothing to do with you (laughs) and everything to do with my my new love, my new um, uh, celebrity person that I think is like taking over my world. Um, Katie M. O'Brien. She is on The Mandalorian and plays somebody absolutely, absolutely loathsome on The Mandalorian. And it's kind of like, oh, hey, so then why do you like this person? It's because she is, first of all, she's really good um, at portraying this character. It's, it's Elia Kane, the person who is Moff Gideon's like henchwoman. But I, I really like the, the way that she plays her, where... I I think there's never a point at which you can't tell that she is not a good person, but there are moments where you feel like there's like a heart beating under there. I just, I'm I'm just fascinated by, by her approach to this character, because like I said, it's, it's a, it's a character who, is the right hand person for a really evil dude and does it sort of unapologetically. But I, I don't know. There's just something about the, um, the kind of like mystique around her that I really enjoy. I, I like that, that she plays it without giving a lot away about the character um, I, I really wish that she had a more integral role in the show because I, I think that I, I just think, you know, Giancarlo Esposito, whatever. I am more interested in finding out more about this character than I am about Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon is kind of like played out for me, you know, just like, okay, we get it. He's a bad guy. He's super duper bad. He's evil, evil. Yes. Okay. No taken. But I, I want to find out more about her because I, I, I just I, I don't know what else is going on in her in her head. And the first time that I remember really paying attention to her was when she was on The Rookie 
as um as Katie Barnes as a new um as a new rookie person type thing. Again, I will say this again. I do not, I'm not here to support Capaganda. Capaganda is horrible, but this show is grandfathered in because there's a very important ship for me on there. And I have a strong bias towards pretending that they're not cops. I'm looking for all of the AU that I can find with them where they are not that. And unfortunately, it is scant. So, you know, if any fanfic writers are like, hey, I would like to write more AU, but I don't know how well it would be received. Hey, go for it. I am here thirsty for Chenford AU. Anyway, back to Katie M. O'Brien. Yes, okay, I was doing this weird thing with my fingers I love my that head. you gave yourself a tinfoil hat with your hands and you're <laughs> no, talking about I, it. No, I'm giving myself shelter from the propaganda. <laughs> from the propaganda. <laughs> yes. But uh, the, the character that she plays, and she's only on this one episode, she, she plays a character who uh, has just come back from the military and has PTSD but is not acknowledging it. And um, she, she the, the way that she plays this character, I think, is very very delicate if there's if that's a way to put it you guys are never going to watch the show anyway so you just have to take my word for it she does a great job okay and she's also like unbelievably attractive like unbelievably attractive and she's a martial artist so clearly clearly i was destined to fall for this person <laughs> the end <laughs> just that last part <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why. oh my god no, it was just the way you said it. Just, it was awesome. I don't mean it like a bad. <laughs> I can't believe you're laughing about my love for Katie and O'Brien. Oh my god! No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> and respectfully, by the way, never. respectfully, because she's married and she's also an absolute stranger. So it's respectfully. <laughs> so, so Meg. Yeah. <laughs> Other than absolutely loving being here, seeing everybody here, especially me, especially me, other than being excited about that or upset about the fact that, you know, you're, you might, you're not on for another couple of weeks again. Other than that. I mean, I feel like a couple of weeks is actually really good for me this year because it's normally like months between this year because I, I'm not consuming enough content, apparently. <laughs> it's not even like I'm super into it or upset about it. I'm really torn about it. Um, so the trailer of The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes came out. And the last thing I want to do is hear about cornelius snow and like president snow and like seeing things from his point of view because he's an awful horrible human being but also i miss panem <laughs> i miss the like i've been re i rewatched the hunger games with my daughter it was the first time she'd ever seen it and it's been enjoying a bit of a renaissance on TikTok and on social media and stuff like that. So I've been getting a lot more Hunger Games content, which such a coincidence that this is happening right before a movie comes out for the first time in eight years. <laughs> what a shock. What a shock. But it's like, the trailer looks pretty good, but I'm like, I don't, 
I'm torn. It looks good, but I have very little interest in Snow as a character. But there's these other characters that look good, and Viola Davis is in it, and I love her, and Peter Dinklage is in it, and I love him, and I want to see the... I want to see... Caesar Fl- Stanley Tucci's grandpappy, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> like, there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like, ooh, I like that. So I'm trying to weigh my dislike of the character that this is kind of the story of and my interest in the backstories and like the history of the Hunger Games and kind of how they came to be. Um, and it's the same reason why I've actually held off on reading the books, too, or the book, too. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, I am not doing much of anything except going to track meets and birthday parties. So I don't get to be excited or upset about much of anything. Except bridesmaids. <laughs> Still. Very excited about it. After 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was debating on what to talk about. Not mad about anything, honestly. Uh, But so, okay, not mad, more irritated about. So Prime, I don't feel like they do a good job with advertising their content. No, I feel like they actually do a very poor job about doing it. Whether it's, um, you know, besides uh, besides the Rings of Power, I honestly can't say that I've seen, like, a, too much of anything mm-hmm. on, like, their original content or uh, movies either. Like, after I watched, <laughs> made the great mistake of watching Smile, I had needed a palate cleanser because I could not go to sleep. <laughs> so... <laughs> I watched um, it. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. No, absolutely not. I watched uh, the Lost City with oh, that's a fun Sandra movie. Bullock and Channing Tatum. And you know what? Honestly, Channing Tatum playing a himbo is hilarious to me. I mean, he's so <laughs> he's so dumb in this. And then Sandra Bullock as like this kind of you know snooty patootie, you know, very very smart writer. It, it it's like it's rom com. It, it it hits all my buttons. It does. It pushes it, it pushes all the tropes for me. Um, it's not you know like any. Uh, it, it's not super super violent. You know, I mean, yes, there's explosions and stuff like that, but it's not like you know blood spurting and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I just except that one part. <laughs> that one part. Yeah. But I just thought it was, I thought it was really cute. I think they have really good chemistry. Sandra Bullock needs to do more rom-coms. I mean, honestly, I don't care if she's in her 50s, whatever. Give her more rom-coms. She's uh, she's awesome in them. And yeah, I like her seeing with, I like her doing rom-coms with younger dudes too. I love that. Yes. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Just need to make more rom coms. Full stop. Yes, good full ones, stop. Too. Please, good ones. Good. Yeah, things that are. No, I'm not even picky. I don't care. Just <laughs> no. I am picky. You know why? Because I am still dealing with the trauma of having watched that J Lo and Josh Duhamel. Oh my! Uh, shotgun no. rom com. 
Yes. Oh, I tried. Okay. Oh, see, I didn't watch no. that. After I watched the J-Lo Owen Wilson marry me that thing, was I was cute. like, you know I what? I didn't, I didn't that like one was that cute. one. Okay, Meg. Apparently, you don't like anything anymore. I got through 30 minutes of that shotgun wedding thing, and I no. was like... That was I, so I, I watched the whole thing and I don't know Me why. Too. I, watched I the don't whole know thing why, too. but I watched the whole thing. Josh Dumel is like, <sighs> honestly, he sucks. Okay, it needs to be said more. He is a <laughs> mediocre actor with okay looks. Is he even mediocre? He's so mediocre. I was being nice because I was going to bash his looks. Okay. He's just he's Tad Hamilton. Just leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. no, he's don't. he's Leo from All My Children to me, and always will be. <laughs> well, he needs to go back to All My Children because I mean, and the, the whole premise though, like, okay, I can believe I can believe Jennifer Lopez as you know some attorney, but oh come on, he's suppo- number one. He's supposed to be forty. <sighs> yeah, right. Number two. You're in the minor league still. Huh? What? <laughs> a lot of plot holes. There are so many plot holes in this. There were so many <laughs> Excuse plot me. Holes. How did everybody remember every single lyric to I'll Be by Edward McCain from like the 90s? I don't buy it. I didn't even get that far with them singing. I literally did not get that far. <laughs> that was the, the one good scene, Tiff. You missed the one good scene of the whole okay, movie. Okay, I'm not going to go revisit it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm no, Carla not- talked to me about how terrible it was, and I was like, okay, well, great. That's two hours of my life I can get back. Although, who knows? Maybe I loved it. I'll, I would have loved it if Carla hated it, because that's where we are in our vibes lately. Look at her face. Oh, She's so mad at yeah. me. <laughs> it's okay. She's mad at me, too. We're having a sexy, we're having a sexy breakdown right now. Right, right. Just wait till our episode when you hear my thoughts on thirteen. Go- I'm just kidding. Are you know how many times I've watched this movie? <laughs> no, I'm not, no, 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 no. Now I know we are. All I the same cannot handle if you're going to pull a bait and switch on us. Like no, that. Uh, no, no. Trust no, no. me, I can recite the movie anyway. Anyway, we're gonna okay. So let's go back on track here. Um, so. But but I do agree with the thing about Amazon Prime because I think Prime has great content, but number one, they don't advertise it correctly. Number two, their layout sucks, sucks, sucks. But I, but I, but I actually think they have good content. It's just they don't promote it except for like, you know, the Lord of the Rings thing and then also the boys. They promote the boys like crazy, but that's, that's it. So it's like, uh, anyway. Well, I was trying to think, I'm like... I was going to talk about, you know, something that's angering me again, like that is on the same line as the stuff I talked about last week with beef and everything and and other things as well. But I've decided I'm not going to do that this time because I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take a break from, you can go listen to me rage about that stuff and just imagine me also raging about Ezra Miller. So you can go listen to our episode from last week and me just going off. But I am going to talk about instead a trailer that has me excited. So there is another Insidious movie coming out. And usually, even though I like Insidious, overall, I don't always get excited about new ones. I think the first one is the best one and it's been hard to make anything that even comes close to being as good. But This one, Insidious the Red Door, is being directed by Patrick Wilson, and that's part of what actually intrigues me about it. And I love Patrick Wilson. And 
I, I, it just, the trailer looks spooky and scary. It looks like it's going back. It's going to circle back to the first one. I think the first one is incredible. Very good. Still has the best opening, one of the best opening credit sequence of a horror film ever. The score is phenomenal. So I'm excited about that. And I, I always love when I can see Rose Byrne because I think, I think she is so good. She is such a good actress. She's really good at comedy too, but she's really good in, in the Insidious movies. And I think she's one of those that is so good that she's kind of underappreciated in a lot of ways. I think of her as kind of on the same lines, and I don't know why I was thinking in the same breath of, um, oh my gosh, Aaron, you know, from the notebook. Rachel McAdams? Holy crap, Aaron. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Well, you know what she was, what Rachel McAdams was great in? Eurovision. <laughs> She's also fantastic in one of the best comedy movies that has come out in the last decade, Game Night. Game Night. Eurovision. Oh, okay. That too. <laughs> Game Night is so flippin' fantastic. Anyway, I just think of them as kind of both being undervalued. Like people just cast them because they're great actors and they will do the job. But I don't think people appreciate some of their nuances and stuff. So, yeah. And, and there is a new show coming out. I think it's actually on Prime, but I can't remember. Or Apple TV. No, I think it's Apple TV. Uh, with um, Rose Byrne and and um, and Seth, um, you know, I'm not remembering anybody's name. Seth Rogen or Myers? Seth Rogen, thank you. Seth Rogen. Okay. <laughs> with Seth Rogen and they're like friends or something and they it looks like it's a comedy. So it's picking up off of their neighbor's vibe and stuff. So anyway, but, but I don't know. Insidious looks good. It looks kind of creepy and scary and I'm excited about that. I'm also very excited that we've got some Dublin listeners, some new Dublin listeners. We had a big thing of Dublin listeners all of a sudden discovering the podcast. And I love that, especially because I know one of those listeners has to be Colin Farrell. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> so shout out to you, Colin. <laughs> There's no other explanation. None. Don't be shy, Colin. Colin, she's coming for you. She's coming for you. Not in a bad way, though. This is in a non-threatening <laughs> yes, way, in a non-threatening, <laughs> non-stalking consensual. Way. Yes. yes. What did Carla call it when she was talking about her cry? Respectfully. Respectful. Yes. She's coming for you respectfully. She's yes. going to ogle you respectfully, always with respect and consent, Colin. Yes. But seriously, welcome to all our new listeners in Ireland. That made me excited because I'm going to Ireland <laughs> so later this year. So that made me really, that's where we're starting our trip. So that made me really excited. I'm not going to give the dates, of course, for safety reasons, but I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so our last topic here, and I didn't just put this on here because of Meg. Who's <laughs> very respectful in my thirst. <laughs> Super. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> this is all about fandom and how weird and possessive sometimes fans can be. And also fans can forget that actors, musicians, directors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are, what's that? Human beings. And um, some fans of Pedro Pascal got very, very upset because there were these pictures and videos circulating where you could see him with packs of cigarettes in his hands. And they were, they're also upset because of that drink that you know, when he was talking about his drink that he drinks and it's, it's filled with caffeine. Meg, what's the drink? <laughs> um, it is a six shot of this. I can't remember the entirety, but it's six sh- shots of espresso venti with ice. It's like it. I feel like my heart would explode drinking it. But again, who am I to tell a 48 year old man what he can and can't do with his body? Like. You do you. I don't. I can't handle that much caffeine. No one wants to be anywhere near me if I'm that caffeinated because I'm obnoxious as not enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that amount of caffeine. It's nothing, but against him, of course. But oh, mo, I could never do that much. And I love. I drink a lot of coffee in the morning, but same. That's but- just too much. But so <laughs> these pictures really upset some fans and I'm not going to give the Twitter handle for this. You of course could find it yourself, but I'm not just because this person I think might be very young and they are getting a a lot of hate and I just kind of don't want to pile on that. But I just think it's interesting. You know, there was someone who on Twitter said that the smoking situation is associated with very negative stuff in their life and their life experiences and saying, you know, it's obviously none of my business, but that it doesn't sit right with them that he smokes. And a lot of people, I saw more tweets about talking about um, how ridiculous it is that people are upset with him smoking than tweets upset about him smoking. But this led me to the topic of fans not being able sometimes to separate reality (laughs) from fiction kind of thing. And also from the fact that you don't know these people at all and what you are hanging on to and clinging on to a lot is their public persona. And then also whoever the characters are that they're playing. And so Carla, I just wanted to ask you about that. Why do you think that fans sometimes cross that line into feeling they have a say and what the person they are a fan of does with their body and in their personal life. I, I want to start off by saying that I think that this is something that is not new. I think it goes back to time immemorial. I, I, there's a reason why, you know, there was a time when politicians would be brought down by even the rumor of an affair. Or just anything that that's like 
you know, unseemly or whatever the case may be. So, but now with social media, and especially with people born into having social media in your hands from the time that you can crawl, there's no filter there. Like there's no thought given to, you know, maybe this should say an inside the head thing, you know, like maybe I'll just tell this to myself and nobody else. Um, There is this idea that social media is meant to be a, a, a constant deluge of your every single thought which can be fun and it can be entertaining and all of that. But at the same time, again, especially for people who may not um, have ever had to have these kinds of conversations face to face or just have never not had that shield of, of, of some kind of anonymity, it's not natural for them to, to think, should I, post this? Should I tweet this? So I, I think that that's one component right there. The The fact that there are people who are much too young to really think far ahead enough about the consequences of their words, especially because I think like so many of us who are older, and I'm not exclusively, because there are plenty of younger people who are uh, savvy enough about about the internet to know that you don't just crap post about a very, very beloved celebrity unless you want their people on you. There's a reason why, you know, like people will spell Beyonce's name or Taylor Swift's name kind of funny to avoid their little clicks of people. So I think it's behavior that kind of, kind of is normal but it's very public. And I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with having an opinion about what somebody is doing, but it's one thing to have the opinion and to be like, ew, smoking is gross because it is gross. Okay. Like, let me just, you know, throw in my two cents there that in general, smoking is not a good, a good thing, but that's not for me to put in, in, in like a total stranger's face. You know, like if, if I'm out and about and somebody is smoking, then I'll think to myself, disgusting. Cause I mean, smoking just makes you smell gross, makes me smell gross and the air smell gross and you ruin my windows down day. Um, Pete with the Tampa Bay lightning license plate. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining his name was Pete. I've decided that that was his name. Pete from Santa, from Tampa Bay <laughs> just flows perfectly, but. I wouldn't, you know, drive up to his window and like honk at him and be like, Pete, your cigarettes are disgusting. Don't ever do it again because it's not my place. It's not my business. I, you know, and in the same way, you don't blast somebody about that. If you have, um, even if you have like a, a deeply traumatic story behind it, then maybe you talk about how uh, just cigarettes in general, you find triggering or, you know, that there's like something in your past that makes them whatever they are, but to make a celebrity the catalyst for your rant about them, I don't think is necessary. It's not even like I said, right or wrong. It's just it's just not necessary. Um, not just because the celebrity might see it, but also because you know who are you to 
chastise the celebrity for something like that. You know, it, it's not like, you know, I, I don't know what he was doing with the cigarettes. I didn't see the pictures. Frankly, I don't care. You know, he's a grown man and he is smart enough to know the consequences of smoking. So I don't, I don't for one second believe that, you know, if we just talk to him really condescendingly about his cigarette use, maybe he'll stop using them. All he needed was a, 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 was a good, you know, chat. Pedro, let's talk about this. As, as friends that we clearly are, and which is why I am giving you peace of my mind. No, you don't know this man. You don't know this man. You may not like what he's doing, but for one thing, it doesn't speak to his character as a human being. And it doesn't speak to your relationship with him, which is non-existent. So, and you know, we, we've, we've, we've had discussions about um, how fans can be possessive of their faves and how they think that they have a right to opine on their life choices, which you, you don't, you know, the, the fact that, Every single human on this planet is problematic in some way. Every single human on this planet is flawed in some way. Except for Meg. Yes, my apologies, Meg. Except Thank for you. Meg. Thank you. But nobody is, is flawless, and that's fine. And if you suddenly can't stand this actor because they indulge in a habit that is gross but not necessarily affecting anyone else, then, you know, that's fine. You know, you're, you're free to dislike them for that, for that one reason, but it doesn't mean that you get to talk about them as if the only thing keeping them from doing this thing was your input. It's, it's not to say like you don't matter in the grand scheme of things because you matter in your own world, but let this man be. Again, he is a grown adult. He can do what he pleases. If he wants to smoke, he's going to smoke. If he, you know, like, obviously, we're talking about, like, things like this. We're not talking about, like, (laughs) you know, he advocates for, you know, randomly running people off the street. That's not good. In that case, yes, feel free to call him out. You know, like... Clearly, if he's running around to lakes poisoning them, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Definitely say, hey, Pedro, um, I don't like this thing where you poison people by putting toxins in their lakes. Tomorrow, now we're going to see tweets about Pedro poisoning lakes, and it's going to he, be your He's fault. frosting random people's frosted flakes with arsenic. Pedro, let's chat. <laughs> there are better ways than arsenic and cornflakes. Okay. Um, but he's not doing that. So, you know, maybe shut up. <laughs> I don't know how to follow arsenic and cornflakes. Like, yeah, Meg. I don't know. I mean, honestly, like that was the best thing I've ever said. <laughs> now, Meg, yeah. I know that, that you tweeted that, that you were very, very disgusted and upset about this. Horrifying. And you're no longer cause... a fan of Pedro's. I think what's really interesting, and I think so much of this is age, and not like those darn young kids, but I also, like, growing up, smoking was everywhere. So I think a lot of people who are my age and older, you see someone smoking, like, ooh, okay. (laughs) And then you just kind of move on with your life. 
Um, I think the anti-smoking kind of campaign has done a lot of good, but it's also kind of made smoking be like this moral question and a moral failing that if you're smoking, that that you're bad. Um, I smoked for years. Um, my father-in-law died of lung cancer from smoking. So I, I find it interesting. I think people, kids basically, because this person is the person who tweeted this whole thing. And I did 100% go look it up because I was like, really? I like, I was, I was like, really? This is what people are getting mad about now? Like, cool. We have celebrities straight up abusing their spouses, but this is what we're going to get mad about? All right. Sure. <laughs> but I think a lot of it's just like people don't see smoking nearly as much and i think celebrities are a lot more concerned about their image and 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 being like a quote-unquote clean image and stuff like that um i don't give a fuck like i i i don't care if pedro pascal smokes i don't care if any celebrity smokes we've seen pictures of jensen ackles holding cigarettes and people don't go all crazy and up in arms about it or anything like that or have they? Yes. I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. It's giving it's giving weird haze vibes to me. Like these that actors have to live to a certain standard. Um, they have to be on a pedestal and above everybody. But I think the ad, like with social media being there and everyone deciding that their opinion is something that everyone needs to know about every little thing. Um. And just not being exposed to people smoking has kind of created this weird thing where you feel like you are entitled to have a piece of this person and have an opinion on how this person lives their lives. And you can have an opinion, but you keep it to yourself. Who fuck like who cares? How does this affect you? It it doesn't. Even a tiny little minuscule bit. This man is 48 years old. Leave him alone. Let him smoke. You didn't even know who he was three years ago. So quit acting like you're suddenly super concerned for his welfare. Okay? You were too young to watch Game of Thrones when he was on it. You were too young to watch Narcos when he was on it. <laughs> like, it's just, it's very weird. And I find it very hilarious about this particular person tweeting about how gross the smoking is and how traumatizing it is and everything. And then like four tweets down, they're talking about where they want Pedro Pascal to put his fingers. It's gross. It's oversharing. It's unnecessary. Okay. You don't want his nicotine stained fingers on anywhere near you, bro. Okay. <laughs> Talk about secondhand smoke. <laughs> yeah, give me those yellow phalanges. Yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, smoking smoking is gross, but it's not a more it's not a moral judgment, and I it's not a character flaw or anything like that. And ninety nine point nine percent of people who smoke, if you had talked to them about it, will be like, yeah, it's a disgusting habit. I wish I had never started. But quitting is really really hard. Like it's really hard. I quit. I found out I was pregnant, and I and I was able to quit because my when I was pregnant, it made me physically ill to even smell it. And that carried on for the rest of my has for the rest of my life. But I just think it's really weird. Like it's so the parasocial relationship is parasocial. Like you don't know this man. He does not owe you anything. He owes you good content for his job. 
And that like, and even then, not even really like he's just here to do his work. He doesn't owe you. He doesn't have to live up to your standards of what you think a quote unquote good person is or what you think a quote unquote clean person is. It's weird. I I don't like it. The whole thing I find really weird. I think it's really. It's just icky. The whole thing is icky to me. Posting paparazzi pictures of someone and then talking about how you're mad that they are caught in holding cigarettes or smoking. He's not blowing cigarette smoke in a two-year-old's face, okay? Like, he's just living his life. Leave him alone. And I think, I'm sorry you'd be surprised. A lot of people smoke in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people do. It's just the way it is. A lot of people everywhere smoke. Don't go to... Don't go to France, for the love of God. And I understand having a traumatic experience tied to smoking. Like I said, I watched my father-in-law pass away from lung cancer and not being able to stop smoking, even while he was fighting lung cancer. Years after he died, I found cigarettes he used to hide around the house because it was so hard. And, And it was... And it is. It's heartbreaking. And if I see someone smoking, do I think, ooh, that sucks. That's kind of gross. Yeah. But that's the beginning and the end of it. Because it's not my body. (laughs) It's not my space. And I don't have to paint the walls where he lives. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I just think the whole discourse is ridiculous honestly Mm -hmm. tiff so it's funny because smoking is such a a visible act for you know it it draws the eye to people so it's not just Mm -hmm. it's not just the smell like i mean it's, it's a variety of components when it comes to smoking you've got smell you've got um they look so cool. <laughs> it's, well, okay. So it looks cool when it's not lit up because then they light up and it's like, eh, you know, it's like, eh. I'm got very, the t- <laughs> they got the white t-shirt on and it's rolled in the uh, Yeah. A, a James Dean look. Right. But <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, I mean, I am very, very averse to cigarette smoke. Like it, oh gosh, it seems to, I mean, and, and I go to casinos And, you know, a lot of casinos, they don't have um, very large, their non-smoking rooms are usually very small. They don't have a ton of, um, I play slots and they don't have a ton of a variety of slots. So most of the time I'm out there on the floor and they allow smoking. And for me, it, it's really difficult, but my need to play slots overcomes my me being able to handle the smoke because <laughs> I have to hit that spot. <laughs> but, rub some vapor rub under your nose. You're like, it's fine. And, and, well, you know what? Now, like when I went to Vegas um, in February, I just, you know, I was wearing my mask and it was infinitely better, you know, um, than years past when I didn't wear a mask. I don't know why I never did it. I should have done it. But um, it, like Meg said, this man is grown. Like he is grown, grown, grown. And the people that are noticing this, 
honestly, children, find a life. Go touch some grass. Go look at the sky. This is not your fight. This is not your business. Leave Pedro alone. Leave Pedro alone. He is doing his thing. Like Meg said, tons of tons of actors smoke. And be, you know why they do. They do it because it's, you know, it's a it's a, a suppressant for not eating. Yep. You know, you don't you smoke and then you don't want and I've never smoked. Mm-hmm. I've never had a cigarette in my mouth ever. Never, never, never. Um, my aunt is a smoker. She's been a smoker for like 55 years. And it always, whenever I would go over her house, my hair would smell like smoke. My clothes would smell like smoke. And it was a complete and total turnoff. I never wanted to smoke. I never had the desire to do it at all. And, but it, it it's his business. It's his business. Like he's not out there. Like, would it be... If he was walking around with <laughs> with a forty in his hands, would you be so up in arms about it, little children? Like he's so cool. <laughs> would you be so up in arms if he was walking around with a bottle of OE? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> would it because there is um, it, there's a difference between people for people. I think there's a difference between somebody uh, drinking than somebody smoking. It's, it comes back to that visual. It comes back to the to the visual and the the smell of things. And I know a lot of people that get whose stomachs turn with, with the smell of alcohol, um, especially very strong smelling spirits. Um, but smoke is different. It, it's very visceral when you see it, somebody blowing and it, you know, it's clouding the air and all that kind of stuff. But like Meg said, I mean, the man's like, literally walking down the street, minding his business, leave him alone. Just, just let him be. He's, he's not bothering you. He's not bothering me. It's gross. Yes. It's, I mean, I would hate to be in a scene where you have to kiss somebody who smokes. Yep. I've done that before. (laughs) (laughs) And they didn't put in breath mints. Oh, that is so inconsiderate. That is, I mean, uh, to me, that's unprofessional. Like that's, that is unprofessional to me because I'm like, okay, you have this dirty, nasty habit and Mm -hmm. you are not considerate of your scene partner. How does it take long to go like literally gargle with some Listerine with some, you know, mouthwash? No, you got to brush to get that film out. Well, that's true. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, go go, hit it. Go, go, you know, you got your little, (laughs) little travel size toothbrush. Travel yes. Side. Travel side. Go scrub it out, Trevor. <laughs> go scrub it out, Peter. <laughs> no, go scrub it out, Case. Casein. Kaylin. <laughs> Aiden, Braden, Jaden, Zayden. Yes, all of those, all of those names that end with Y N N. That's the new that's the new hotness spelling things. Also Lynn and Bryn and Jolyn because like you know, anybody can be a smoker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But yeah. I mean it's a youth thing though. It is. It's a youth thing. Um the same way I think we talked about this weeks ago when people were talking about the whole kissing on screen and sex scenes on screen and all that kind of stuff. It's these, it's these youngsters. I mean, 
it's funny because <laughs> we've gone through another shift, another cultural shift where we had all this freedom in, in, you know, media, especially visual media. And now we've gone back to this thing where they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to see anything. <laughs> Drinking, smoking, kissing. Oh my, I have the vapors. Clutch my pearls. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's funny that there's these ebbs and flows ebbs and flows. There's these generational ebbs and flows. And I think right now for them, um, smoking has been so out of fashion uh, for such a long time in public. You know, you, you can't just go out and smoke everywhere now, you know, from the building. <laughs> no smoking in restaurants. I remember going to IHOP and they had a smoking yes. section and a non-smoking section which is ridiculous if you think about it because like the smoke wasn't coming over in the non-smoking section. Right. Hey, they had that wall of windows to protect <laughs> They had and the just half, to be clear. With, <laughs> yeah, with, exactly. But the opening on top was Well, there. they used to let you smoke on airplanes. So it's like, airplanes? Yes. yes. Or in, your, in the office. Yes. Yes, like, yes. My, mom, my mom and dad both used to smoke and they would just smoke in the office all the time. I remember being on a plane to Hawaii and people smoking. That there was a, they had the ashtray little thing in on the, on the, on the armrest. You remember that? They had the little thing you pushed down. I explained to my flipped. kids what, yeah, I explained <laughs> to my kids what the charging port in the car used to be for. And they're like, why would you need that? <laughs> exactly. Why would, why <laughs> would anybody light my ever smokes. <laughs> Just to be clear. I, I, I think that none of us is advocating for there to be to be more smoking. <laughs> no, no. right. No. Nobody is saying bring smoking no. back so that these kids aren't so shocked by seeing it. It's good that there's less smoking. It's good that, that there's less public smoking. Yes. Just, you know, th this uh, is an explanation for why they're so shocked yeah. by it. Keep those Everybody's nice problematic. And, yes. Keep the lungs nice and pink, children. I I applaud you for it. And but if yuck, somebody wants vaping to make... isn't any better, so how dare you? Yes, <laughs> that's true. That Just because it smells better doesn't mean it's better for you. Just because it's bubblegum flavor, it's still nicotine, children. It's still nicotine. So stay away from the vape pens also. <laughs> Keep those lungs nice and pink. <laughs> Um, I just I wanted to add a little thing too because on one hand we have the, these people who are really mad at Pedro Pascal for smoking and like how dare he and blah blah, blah and like whether they're like worried about his health or they just think it's gross and blah blah and that's ridiculous but we also have to mention how ridiculous the people who are coming up in arms to defend this grown man to people on the internet he does not need you to defend him like he does not need you to go and bash and berate and this and this person who was tweeting about it the, whose twitter like well i have to see what they're doing um got completely completely mm -hmm. hammered and which is why i didn't want to give their name because i don't yeah oh i won't give their name or, or no, anything like that that's why i didn't want to um celebrities do not need you to defend them on the internet they do not care i'm sorry they're not going to notice you. They're not going to pick you. You don't need to defend them. Just like a person who sees a celebrity doing something that they're not a big fan of, that's not hurting anybody else. Like like something like smoking or like, this person drinks a beer that I don't like. Or this person drinks and I don't like that they drink. 
Just like you should be like, that sucks and move on. Or I don't like that and move on with your life. If you see someone who has a hot take about a celebrity that you think is stupid, just move on. You can scroll. Like, y'all can get off the internet and just live your lives instead of living your lives vicariously through celebrities that you don't know. They don't need your defense. They don't need you telling them what they should or shouldn't do. People who smoke know it's bad for them. Everybody knows smoking is bad. Everybody knows drinking is bad. They do not need you to bring it up to them, and they don't need you to tell you what to do, and they don't need you to yell at strangers on the internet to defend their honor. I just wanted to bring that out there because we were piling a bit on the people who were mad about Pedro smoking and didn't really mention too much about the people who are dogpiling on these people, too, because it it's, goes both ways, I think. Yeah, well... Um, I'll just add with it that I, you know, I, I ditto pretty much everything everyone has said. And, and I was a smoker too. I was a smoker on and off, uh, since I was a teen, young, like 13, 14 year old, when you would go get the, I'd, you'd get the change and you'd go to like village Inn, and there'd be a vending mm-hmm. machine there. And when you're that young, that's where you could get them and they'd be more expensive, but you could, but not like they are now. <laughs> I was going to say they were still only about three fifty, but you would go there and you'd get them and you'd be able to smoke. And my my high school very publicly had the smoking area in the high school too. And movies, man, people smoked like crazy. Like we mentioned on our Reality Bites episode, I was watching that going, "Oh my gosh, I forgot how prevalent smoking was." Because that movie, like basically every scene, there's someone smoking. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we did. First apartment I lived in, we smoked all the time in there. We had ashtrays filled with cigarette butts. I know it's gross. I know it's disgusting, but it's what we did. And honestly, you know, it was part of who we were, which is, I know, a weird thing, but it was. We would go to coffee shops, stay there for hours and hours and smoke. And like Carla said, you know, and like we said, we're not advocating for people to smoke. I'm just saying I think it is, like Meg said, it's a generational thing, too, so it isn't as prevalent. You don't see it in movies as much. When you do, it's a shocker, or it's usually because the movie is taking place in a different time period. And so it makes sense to have, have it there, but people are still shocked when they see it. Um, I have always thought that this, so that society for the most part is a lot more lenient when it comes, as far as like anything that people consume, when it comes to alcohol than they are with anything else. And a lot of, and when you don't drink, if you don't drink, if you don't drink a lot, you, it's actually the opposite kind of thing can happen to you where you are ridiculed. I mean, I know there's a big, huge movement where now there are a lot of places you can go um, and that ha- sir, don't serve alcohol and you can have co- mocktails. And I know that's a big, huge thing now, but for a long time, it was like, if you didn't drink, what's wrong with you? So it's this weird thing that we have in this in this in this country but smoking was very much like that it was just a thing people did even if they were allergic to it even if people would still continue to do it and it is a horrible thing not advocating it at all i mean sh- doing that scene filming a scene with somebody who is 2 inches from your mouth and they have been smoking and they didn't bother to put in a breath mint and you have to smell their breath for take after take after take and kiss after kiss after kiss, it makes you want to gag. So, <laughs> but like Meg said, a lot of these people smoke. You just don't realize it. A lot of and and a lot of it is the weight thing, honestly, and the food thing. But they won't be as open about it now because of the stigma, and they want to keep up an image. But it's none of our business. We don't 
we have to protect these people who are grown adults and we don't know them. We don't know them. No matter how much you think you know them, you don't know them. And if you don't want to like them for it, that's fine. But to turn it into this, we're going to defend them. We're going to be against them and have it be this fandom battle over this person that <laughs> you don't know is so weird because it's like, it's so it's a parasocial, parasocial thing because you're not even fighting over the characters. You're fighting over a, per- a real person, not a fake person. So that's when fandom crosses the line. But we're going to go ahead and close out this episode since it's late for us where we're recording for some of us and we've got a whole other episode to record. <laughs> so we are going to close out this one and we're going to go around and I'm going to have the sexy ladies tell me where they can be found. So, Carla, where can you be found? Well, thank you for asking, Erin. Meg and I can be found at, found at our podcast, Bed, Butter, Behead, which you can listen to wherever you got your fine, special, um, homemade, homeopathic, artisanal, freshly sourced podcasts. And you can look for our online presence on Twitter, if you must, at Bed, Wet, Behead Pod, on Instagram at bed.wet.behead.pod. You can find our five TikTok videos <laughs> on TikTok at Bed With the Head Pod. <laughs> you can also find me and my art and my musings on Instagram at Carla Temis or my website, carlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S dot com. I have not been able to do anything for Carla. Well, except we did do it. We're doing live stream reactions to Yellow Jackets. But I haven't got a chance to do, if you remember from a couple of months back, oh, I did head bobbing to Carla's website. Head bobbing back and forth, not up and down, <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> back and forth, yes. A very weird kind of head bobbing that um, it's or differently potting. different. I don't know what it's called. Ooh, I shouldn't do that too fast like that. <laughs> um, so, sexy lady Meg, where can you be found other than bedwetter being um, Probably in my living room crying as I try to sign on to Apple TV again because they need their 14-step verification and they forgot what my Apple ID password is. Um, Other than that, you can find me on all the socials. (laughs) You can find my zero TikToks um, on TikTok (laughs) because I go there to lurk. Um, But you can find me on all the socials at WisconsinAc, W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. I notice that Aaron doesn't do a head bopping when I spell my name. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll start doing that. Wow. I'm just so salty tonight. I don't know. <laughs> so Tiff, sexy lady Tiff. I know I don't do a head bob for you either, but where you? you don't. And see, I mean, I clearly see I've been listening to my smooth saxiness over here. It's the, the soothing sounds of sax. Oh, <laughs> yeah. some in her life. <laughs> so she stopped me so spicy. <laughs> spicy tonight. <laughs> I'm a white woman in the Midwest. I can't be that spicy. Come on. Hey. I'm basically mayo. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're garlic aioli. Okay, garlic aioli. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, I'm out there lurking. Uh, not too much like any one particular area, but, you know, hey, say hello at who is Tiff is me. 
Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, and remember, this this is Aaron. Remember, follow Fergie at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H R O E D E R A N D F E R G S. I know it's long, but remember, it is worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. Go over to our YouTube channel as well. If you want to see some live stuff, including our live yellow jackets stuff, we've done one. We're going to do another one. Well, it'll be out tonight, Wednesday. So today with Carla and Jen. So it, it's a ton of fun. Those are lives only. Um, if you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel free to contact us via our website. It's a fandom thing Um, and like I said, click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email. And you can also go over to two pages on there. One is our May 20th marathon streaming event page. Uh, by this time, it should be if I can figure it out because my help with some of this technical stuff is not available for a few weeks. So, um, but it should be up there, a new promo video featuring uh, most of the people that are going to be on our May 20th. We have room for maybe one or two other people, but there will be a little promo video up there. We are going to have a lot of giveaways coming up soon for Patreon subscribers. And, you know, so... I know we have a couple of those right here, but we're going to have some huge giveaways. We have a swag bag filled with some amazing, cool stuff. There should be already a video on that. A new benefit that we've added effective tomorrow. So two of my Patreon supporters are hearing this in advance of the post that's scheduled for tomorrow. You're going to get ad-free episodes Wednesdays and Fridays. Those are going to be ad-free. So that's another big bonus if you don't want to hear the ads that sometimes appear on here, go become a Patreon supporter. Plus you could win some cool merch. We're going to have an office space episode coming up soon. Where we're going to do a commentary track on office space. I know Tanya and Paula are going to be there. Not sure yet if Meg is going to be there. She's been invited. So, but those links are in the show notes. Um, and also another giveaway we're doing that's separate is for Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock, we are going to be playing a version of that on May 20th. So if you want to submit us any movies, shows, even bands you would like us to connect Finn Whitrock to in six steps or less, go to our website, click the Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock page, submit them there, make them as obscure as possible, and make sure Finn isn't in them because those won't count. <laughs> so, and on our next episode, we are kicking off Comedy Month with a look at Bridesmaids. Just kidding. <laughs> with a look at the romantic comedy 13 going on 30. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.